88.1 WKNC. I'm DJ Ellie May in the studio this afternoon with the lovely Liz Janes, who so graciously joined us for an interview. Good afternoon, Liz. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to see us. Um, I want to get started off with a couple of basic questions, I guess. Um, first off, do you consider yourself a particular genre? And what are some of your influences? I had some debates with this with some friends about what genre you are. I think I sort of just use the Americana umbrella because I'm definitely in- influenced by everything from folk to country to R&B and gospel. So equally. So I think Americana sort of covers that all. Okay. That's a that's a good definition of Americana, which I've also never heard clearly defined. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that works well. We killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> um so are there any particular artists that have influenced you or is it mostly just genres? You know, I guess I should just say genres because I'm terrible at remembering names and I've always been a radio lover. So I've always been one to just turn on the radio and hear what I hear and to be influenced by that. So I've never had a great record collection and I'm terrible at remembering names of artists and what they, co- you know, what work they correlate to. So I'm not the kind of music lover that, I mean, I have friends that are such music lovers. They know the bass player that was on that 1971 record by so-and-so, and they just love all the details, and I don't. I just love the music, and I just <laughs> let it speak for itself. And unfortunately, I can't name drop the tons of musicians that have you know, influenced me. That's, that's fine. <laughs> good music is still good music. So. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I read uh, on your bio page that you're a mom. Has having and raising kids inspired or influenced your music at all? Definitely. It, having kids changes everything. Every <laughs> That's what they say. That's to... what they say, and you'll find out for yourself <laughs> soon enough, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it forms your day-to-day schedule. And, I mean, aside from, it, you know, putting the physical constraints on your time, you know, it forms your days in that way. But then you learn so much about yourself and how willing or unwilling you are to give of your time and your love and your energies it's it's really humbling and yeah there's a lot of lot you learn about yourself and so a lot of art that can come out of that um so how do you balance being on the road a lot and having family responsibilities well i'm not on the road a lot okay i (laughs) i released my record in december and i've done a week in the northwest and a week in england and then a few days regionally where i live Mm -hmm. in in the Midwest and then this trip and this is the last thing on my schedule so for me to leave home it's really a big deal and a special occasion and I have to have a lot of support at home from babysitters and friends and even my husband taking time off of work sometimes Um, so it's it's a rare special occasion for me to get out and you know share my music in a live venue so I really rely on the records to sort of be hopefully the gift of the music for sharing because I just can't really fit it into my real life to be a performer. <laughs> so if you can, you get the chance to enjoy Liz live, I guess, then maybe <laughs> that's something you should consider. It's rare. Yeah. <laughs> be a rare opportunity. So speaking of where you live and moving around, uh, what was it like going from the East coast? Cause you were, you grew up on the East coast mm-hmm. um, to joining the music scene in Olympia, Washington. It was so great. Um, I was so young. I think, well, I, when I graduated from high school, I moved to Seattle and just lived, just got a job and sort of bummed around and ended up 
at college at Evergreen State College in Olympia and um, was just, there's such a cool art scene there that it was the first time. I started out sort of like a hippie living in the woods (laughs) (laughs) and then slowly was drawn into the cool culture that was going on there. It was the first Mm -hmm. time that it's such a small place that it was sort of on a scale that I could understand. Right. And there was, it's like a college town like you have. So there's, you know, the, the ratio of creativity and art and sort of radicalism is just huge for what a small place it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think most people in the triangle <laughs> probably understand that, especially yeah. places like Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, such a small town with so many things going on. Yeah. It's great. Um, did playing around with noise music in Olympia help you discover your own sound? Completely, because I was so painfully shy. And I had always sort of been a secret singer, but I would only <laughs> sing by myself. And then I was too shy to sing or do anything musically with other people. And so... Um, I was really sort of just getting to this point where I was just frustrated and all bottled up and didn't quite know how to find a creative outlet that would work for me. And then I I met my husband, well, my soon-to-be husband, who was <laughs> doing this really avant-garde noise stuff. And it just really opened my mind and my eyes to just everyday sounds being sort of a symphony mm-hmm. and it was just this wonderful sort of mind shift and then that turned into just big raging jam sessions in college basements <laughs> and stuff like that good it way to get blast. your impression out <laughs> it was a blast and so having that completely free format mm-hmm. for making music there's no rules you know there's no skills involved like the most skilled musician in the world could be in the same room with somebody that couldn't you know, it didn't have any education or any ability, but if everyone's picking up instruments and listening to each other and just feeling it out, it was just a totally awesome improvisational experience. So that, that was really liberating definitely. And once I started doing that, I started writing my little sort of folk songs on the side and actually singing and creating melodies and harmonies and order, like sort of on the side within (laughs) all the chaos of the noise. That's good. I mean, they say order usually comes from chaos. So <laughs> that's good. Um, on your record label site, uh, Asthmatic Kitty, you're quoted as saying that you're a one-trick pony and that there's just one way you write a song. Um, what is that songwriting process? And is that even still true? <laughs> I do, I, you know, I do consider myself a one-trick pony just because I'm surrounded by artists and musicians and I... I see the way people can be so prolific and the way they can just do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. whereas I, there's one thing I can do. I'm not the kind of artist that can play any kind of music. You know, some musicians, they can play anything from jazz to classical. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can play my 10 little chords. And that's really the limitation that I'm happy with because I I think that helps me write songs (laughs) by having that limitation. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, even when whether I'm drawing a picture or painting or um, writing a poem or writing a song or singing, it's it's all just the one way that I know how. I never was the type of artist that was just so diverse in my abilities. So that's what I mean by one trick pony. <laughs> but um, songwriting, I love to just um, I love to just write stream of conscience and mm-hmm. then 
over time, you know, I'll find the little golden pieces that come from that process and then and then I'll struggle and sweat through sort of building something out of it. Right. So um is the same true for the musical side of the songwriting or um I feel like the words are more important to me. I think I I think the poetry is sort of the core mm-hmm. of where I come from with songwriting. So I like to have words that I love and then that informs the melody. And it all starts with voice. And then later on, I go and figure out how to accompany myself with guitar. So I end up having to learn my own songs because <laughs> I start with vocal melodies and then have to fill it in with yeah, that's, instruments. That's so interesting because so often you hear about artists who come up with these amazing chords or, I mean, even like in the case of, um, I know, the, the all-famous all Cream song where they came up with the bass line before the words. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's... It's uh, it's kind of refreshing to have the poetry come before the music. So that's definitely when I do my solo stuff. That's definitely how it is. But actually, on this record, I collaborated on a couple of songs with my friend Chris Schlarb. Mm-hmm. So in with this record, I actually had written this body of work. I had this whole record in mind with all the words and melodies, and I knew how to sing everything. But I was so frustrated with my primitive guitar playing; it just wasn't <laughs> coming together. So I called Chris because he's this amazing jazz player that I've we've collaborated before Mm -hmm. um we put out a record called liz jeans create a bunch of years ago and it was a collaboration of the same sort and we ended up writing some songs together um there's a song called i don't believe which i can't actually play live i tried and tried to learn how to play his crazy jazz chords but I just couldn't really master it. So I just had to oh, leave no. it off of my set list. <laughs> so sad. I think it's the best song on the record. Oh. Um, and then the other song that was a different process was um, Bodies. Bodies was a song on the record that Chris had a guitar progression. And then I filled it in with poetry. So that oh, was cool. a totally different process than all the rest of the songs on the record. Very cool. Cool. Thanks. Um, and you've also had the chance to record with Sue John Stevens. What mm-hmm. was that like? Um, that was so long ago, and we were all <laughs> kids, and he was living in Brooklyn, way out in Brooklyn with a buddy, and they had built this little pod sort of in the middle of a, you know, their apartment was like sort of a, just a big industrial or a smallish industrial space, you know, mm-hmm. with running water and a bathroom. <laughs> and in the middle, they had built this sort of, I have to call it a pod, because it wasn't four square walls. They had made all these crazy angles, mm-hmm. you know, and a big heavy sound door, just like here at the radio station. So you go into this little box, only it was all these weird angles, sort of like going into a, a prism made of, you know drywall (laughs) and it was this little (laughs) space where it was quiet and you could record and it was a great experience because like I said I was super painfully shy but at Mm -hmm. that point Sufyan was a good friend of my husband's and um I had heard Sufyan's um uh enjoy your rabbit because that was way back when that was like the only thing he had put out he Mm -hmm. hadn't done Michigan or Illinois or anything yet and um I just respected him as an artist and I I just trusted him because he was a nice guy so he set me up in his little pod and with you know a couple of mics and we just ran through all the songs a couple times each and then I was literally on my way from 
Massachusetts to Mexico. <laughs> and when I got back from Mexico, he had spent all this time producing that record. So all I did was the singer-songwriter thing that he sort of captured, sort of like Alan Lomax or something. And <laughs> that's what it felt like because yeah. I was so untrained and like so and even he thought I was such a freak and he was like, oh, I don't know what to make of this, but <laughs> he really made something of it because yeah. he really fleshed out the record in a way that I never could have imagined. It was, you know, the true sort of producer thing mm-hmm. where he swept in and like brought the songs to life and put his beautiful vision to it. Wow. Um, and you've also, speaking of traveling from <laughs> Massachusetts to Mexico, um, you've, you've traveled and you've moved around a lot has that affected or influenced your music at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I can answer that one. <laughs> Maybe in ways you never imagined. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're moving, you're not, you don't have much time to do anything else. Yeah. So I think it's been nice to be settled in one place. I think I, when I moved around so much, it was, you know, it was really in my 20s, and I was just extremely transient and mm-hmm. just always looking for the next adventure and I was never very attached to any one place um yeah so I moved a lot (laughs) so going along with that um where do you feel most at home and why that is a good question I feel at home where I live now um and the answer is that uh, to why is just that it's a mystery (laughs) we moved to Indianapolis my husband's from California but we moved to Indianapolis kind of really just on a whim and we wanted to get out of California and we were just still in that transient mindset of like, sure, why not Indianapolis? You know, Mm -hmm. let's just go. Um, And then, you know, we were there for a year and we thought, you know, I don't know, it's kind of weird here. Let's go back West and get closer (laughs) to family and just get real. Um, But then, well, circumstances changed, first Mm -hmm. of all. And there was some things out of our control that just sort of, you know, happened and we couldn't move right away. And then time sort of passed and then we sort of realized, wait a minute, everything that we wanted out West is actually right here. Mm -hmm. And then the longer we were there, you know, the more relationships developed and the more we just realized that our little city has everything that we need. (laughs) And at this point we can't come up with any good reasons for leaving. Right. So we really wouldn't rather be anywhere else. So we're really, we're really are the most at home in our, own home and we're a family now you know with Mm -hmm. the two kids and you know married people so it's you know we really have created quite a little nest yeah that we love to be home so So. you feel most at home at home we do (laughs) yeah we finally have our own home and i we had never had that feeling before right my husband and i whenever we would hang out and talk it would always be about oh what what's the next job we're gonna have what's the next you know degree we're gonna go try for you know where where else do we want to live or you know always looking for the next Mm -hmm. thing or the next adventure or something new to try and these days um it's so much more on just a local level like oh have you seen this place or that place or just really sort of delving more deeper into our own city as opposed to thinking about other skitties, cities to sort of skim across the top of. <laughs> right. And there are cool things in Indianapolis. <laughs> there are. It's great. And it's really up and coming. And we're, yeah. you know, we're real proud of our little city because yeah. it's, it's, um, there's a lot of good stuff going on and it's, we feel like it's sort of yet to really blossom and come into its own mm-hmm. identity. And so the people that who are living there now are really a part of making that happen. So it's right. really neat. I know the uh, art scene there is definitely 
on the up and up. So. Yeah, <laughs> great visual art scene for sure. And yeah. then I feel like there's a really strong local urban gardening scene. Oh. Um, and there's so much great health care. Yeah. So lots of, yeah. Lots That's of true. I do stuff. remember all the hospitals. For yeah. those listeners who don't already know from listening <laughs> to me in the past, I am from Indianapolis yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, I, can, I can vouch for Liz. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's great. So far this weekend, you've performed at the first annual Wild Goose Festival. Yes. What is that and what was it like? It was wild. It was <laughs> out. We, I camped out for two nights at the Shikori Hill Farm. Mm. And there were thousands of people camped out and wandering around. It was like Woodstock or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was sort of like a big, you know, sweaty think tank. Mm-hmm. There were academics and artists and musicians from all over the world convening to sort of wrestle through issues of faith and non-faith and a lot of people there interested in talking about philosophy and theology and um it was really interesting it was very unique cool yeah so i I take it you had a good time i did did. (laughs) i'm a little tired from sleeping on the ground for two nights but it was really great (laughs) um Do you have any other local shows coming up this weekend? I do. Tonight I'm playing at the Open Eye Cafe in Carborough with Jeff Crawford. And um, tomorrow night, Sunday night, I'm playing at the Burning Coal Theater here in Raleigh at 7 p.m. Okay. Very cool. 88.1 WKNC. I'm DJ Ellie Mae here in the studio with Liz Janes. That was a song off of her new album, and it was called Itty Bitty. Um... Just a few more questions with Liz before she heads out. She's got a show to head to this evening in Carborough. But um, before you leave, I wanted to ask, what's coming up for you in the future? Creatively? <laughs> yeah, creatively. I haven't thought past this trip. Okay. That's an acceptable um, answer. <laughs> actually, my husband, I'm wanting to collaborate with him. He has a project called Future Rapper, and he's written all this material for me to sing on. He had, it's this amazing, epic, sci-fi sort of musical uh, epic adventure. And one of the many characters he's created is called the Queen of Soft. And I'm the voice of the Queen of Soft. So <laughs> when I'm done with these shows, I'm going to go home and get to work on writing the the melodies and sort of matching his poetry to his music and sort of being the voice for that character so that's going to be fun and really I haven't thought any further than that this year I realized I just can't multitask you know as a mother I have just so much time that Mm -hmm. I can sort of play well that's already multitasking (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) so um I so I love that but it makes you know I just I work really slowly and I can only do one thing at a time. So I realized you know this year I was hoping to be writing and recording, but really just having the few shows that I've played, it's it's all I can manage. So mm-hmm. I'm either in performance mode or I'm in creating mode. And so I'm looking forward to maybe playing a few more regional shows where I live, but then getting back to just scribbling in my notebook and, you know, <laughs> singing in the kitchen and that kind of thing. So we're not looking for another new album anytime soon then? No, it would take years for that to happen, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, on a related note, what led to the release of this latest album then? Say goodbye. I just had a body of work and I just felt passionate about it. 
so it took years and years to bring it to fruition. But, um, yeah, I just had to do it. I was driven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I just have one last question, and this is, this is a doozy I warned you about. Oh. What is your favorite kind of pie? <laughs> I know living in Indianapolis now, you have to appreciate pie on some levels. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I, I love, um, I've been a fan lately and learning a lot about sort of unbaking and uncooking. So if you've heard of, of raw foods, um, uh, yeah. I'm really my favorite food is raw vegan food. So it would be a pie that is sort of the crust would be, cons- you know, consisting of soaked almonds and dates and then all blended up and patted into a pie pan. And then the filling would be some other version of, <laughs> you know, nuts blended up with sweetener and sort of made made to look like a pie. That's that's what I would like. That sounds pretty good. And I, I usually bake my pies and that still yeah, sounds good. I know. <laughs> Might have to get that recipe from you. After yeah, we go there's the so many good ones out there, it's especially good for summer, nice and light. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I know apple pie gets a bit worrisome. In the <laughs> and thank you so much, Liz, for coming in to talk to us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I've had fun too. Thanks, Elise. But, um, so we'll have to say goodbye to you, unfortunately, and uh, we'll pl- we'll play you out with one of more of your songs if you don't mind. That'd be so great. Thank you. We're gonna play uh, "Trees" right now by Liz Janes and say farewell. Thank you. <laughs>